welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after heartbreak. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I am a writer and an award-winning parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. It would make my day if you could subscribe and leave a review so more people can find this podcast. I would also love to hear from you. So contact me through Instagram at hharveywrites with your stories of divorce and heartbreak, any thoughts that you might have on the episode or even questions you may want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. And I have got a very special episode for you today because I'm talking to one of my very best friends, Kath, who supported me every step of the way through my divorce. And we've known each other a very long time, haven't we, Kath? We have, yeah, very long time. Ten years, in fact. Yeah, we were just working out that we did antenatal classes together with our first children, and now they are, they've just turned ten. Just turned ten, yep. Yeah, so... um. One of the things that I find really helpful when I'm feeling particularly bad is to declutter. And Kath is a professional declutterer. Luckily for Hannah, I am a professional declutterer. Because <laughs> let's say it's not my natural instinct no. to declutter. I like to collect things and I think it's actually a family trait. We keep stuff like there's a big thing in my family about don't waste anything. You have to keep it just in case. Just in case. In 10 years time, you need that button. Mm -hmm. You have to hold on to it, Uh, which means there's a lot of stuff in my life. So I remember the first time you came to help me. It was pre-divorce and we just did my kitchen. And when you left, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so accomplished now. I can go on and do anything. And I remember going and like sorting out a whole bunch of other jobs off the back of it. Yeah. I do think it's like um, decluttering is a little bit like a muscle that once you, the more you do it, um, because the results are sort of quite instant and you can, you know, you feel, especially if you're a person who responds well to sort of clarity and, and, um, sort of clear surfaces and organization even if you've not necessarily got it in you to do that naturally if you respond well to it the the sort of hit that that gives you means that a lot of my clients carry on and and, and do other stuff off the back of a one thing because they want that that sort of feeling of calm and um and clarity that that a good declutter and organize gives you yes so in my family we definitely collect things and it seems to clog up in spaces and isn't that kind of what feng shui is about is creating smooth flowing spaces around you so that because energy can get stuck I think in stuff yeah and I think what you do certainly what you do Hannah in in your spaces (laughs) is you so you have things that you love or you're naturally attracted to because you have slightly magpie instincts don't you it's certainly Mm. around stationary and um pottery and maybe nice teas and coffees and and those kind of things Uh and but you but you also crave that sort of minimally 
clear stuff so you, you you pocket things you sort of hide things away in little drawers or little cupboards and you you pile stuff up so when you open that it's if you have this feeling of sort of overwhelm oh my god you should you wouldn't want to see my cupboards right now in my bedroom it's like <laughs> but yeah away. and that so and that's the stuff that then that then makes you potentially feel a little bit bad about yourself or mm. and then that's that's what I can help you sort of unlock I guess that's so fascinating don't you think that's like we do that emotionally yeah totally like we'll have little pockets in our head of stuff that we're like I'm gonna put that in a cupboard and I'm gonna pretend it's not there yeah and I often find um with clients that um uh, you know it's 50% actual physically decluttering but 50% sort of decluttering of the mind because <clears throat> you know everybody is emotionally attached to their things to their stuff um and if you have you know for example put oh, I don't know stuff belonging to your mum who died a few years ago or that and you put it away because you don't want to deal with it mm -hmm. there is a, a both a physical and a mental element of sorting through that and deciding what you want to keep and what you don't oh so it helps you process. Yeah, definitely. It's giving me goosebumps. So um, one of the things I really wanted to talk to Kath about and why I've kind of asked you on is because you helped me um, about two months after me leaving my ex prepare my house for sale and it took us a whole week. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a re it's like I can't really remember it. I remember pockets of it but I remember having to heavily lean on you to get me through that process and thinking afterwards, like, I don't know how you do it. Can you tell me what you remember? Um, I remember it being uh, quite cathartic and very sort of bittersweet. So um, if you've not explained to people that listened to this before, you had a beautiful house, didn't you? Mm. That had been... Um, sort of 18 months in the process of, of renovation mm. and that I'd seen all the way through. There was a baby in the middle of that building dust and all kinds of other things as well. And the point, um, and, and sort of ironically, I guess, the point at which you decided um, to leave was the point that this house was coming to its most beautifulest that it's probably ever been. Um, and uh, so it was an absolute joy and privilege to... Uh, sort of help create what looked like a beautiful home the sad bit about that was that it was no longer your home and um so so yeah that that's what I remember I remember it and and you know I have different levels of jobs you know I help clients from social services that have been recommended to me through social services through to clients that um, you know, live in lovely houses in Northumberland and, and so every every job's different so it was a very pleasant job on a very um uh, on a sort of superficial level because it you know it was and it was beautiful weather wasn't it and the sun was shining and we had the windows cleaned and everything was glinting and you know the, the whole house was just felt beautiful and lovely but at the same time there was this sort of overwhelming melancholy that it was the end of something and and that we needed to to get this sold so that you could get on with your future yeah because the day that the the estate agents came to take the photos was the day that the extension was finished. Yeah. Literally a man screwed a tap on, didn't he? And then yeah. a bloke turned up with a camera. Yeah. yeah. So I never <laughs> got to use that kitchen and it was like, it was such a huge process getting the extension done because it took, it was a grade, was it grade two, two star yeah. listed? 
Um, so we'd had to go through all the hoops of getting all the permission and then lockdown happened and we literally had builders living in the house to get the glass front on the kitchen sorted and then you know we were like styling it and making it look beautiful but at the same time it was like I'm never going to use this kitchen and we were moving stuff from different rooms weren't we and and um, yeah and we did but we also did a lot of decluttering that week didn't we and and I think you know what I was talking about in terms of unpacking stuff or whatever I mean I remember just in your bedroom going through things and you saying like a, a very quickly sort of saying no I don't want that I don't want was that I, I don't know decisive at that you stage? were but you were very decisive about the stuff that um you know had been given to you in your marriage yeah um and and, Reminders. At, and at that point I think where you were that sort of two months in you were like no I don't want this I don't want this stuff around anymore so it was it was an easy was an easy job in in that sense wasn't it yeah like and we had to be pretty brutal because we had we we're on a time frame and I'd already moved out by this point yeah so it gave us that opportunity to go through everything in the bedroom and be like what's mine what's staying yeah what do I want yep and we were able to sell a few things yeah which was a nice bonus obviously at that time yeah um but yeah would you say that when you're working with somebody at that stage in I, I feel bad calling it grief because obviously no one's died but like I do think I was going through some of that process on a maybe not as uh, hard level, but you know the death of a relationship is. Yeah, still... no, no, you you definitely were, and I mean, I mean, you know, that I can't remember what the saying is about how many stages of grief there are, but you know, there's the sort of sadness and there's the anger and there's the recovery and all, and all that denial. kind of stuff. Exactly. I think I was still in denial when. Yeah. We were doing well, I that. think you thought that there might be a chance at that point, didn't you? Yeah. Um sort of to to recuperate or rekindle but you were sort of angry about the situation that you'd been left in as well so there was like lots of mixed sort of emotions um sort of going through there I mean I I work with clients at lots of different stages of of grief and you sort of have to be um careful around that you know the number of people that sort of get in touch a week a few weeks after somebody has died or they've moved out or um and they they sort of want everything there's, there's a something about wanting everything to go back to normal quickly and trying to sort of regain or grasp onto that sort of sense of normality. Um, and you have to tread quite carefully around that because, you know, you don't want people to have regrets. Yeah, because now, I was saying to you earlier, yeah. now I don't mind. There's a few things that I haven't sold and I'm like, actually, the emotional weight from this has been removed yeah. because we're now in an amicable place. Yeah. My children are happy. Yeah. I feel much more stable. I know where I'm going. So it doesn't have that power over me yeah. to use the labyrinths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote. And so you have that, but then you also have sort of a few stages on, you have people that are absolutely paralyzed or sort of handicapped by stuff because mm. it has an association with something that they once loved um, and they don't want to get rid of it for fear that it dims or tarnishes that memory. Yes. Um and so that's really, um, you know, that's where a lot of the sort of the harder work comes in in terms of like, uh, you know, if you've, let's say, I don't know, if you've kept all your your husband's socks who died eight years ago, actually, what was his favourite pair of socks? Yeah, and, keep that, yeah, keep that pair, but them. you don't need all of them and that kind of stuff. And, and, and what could you do with this space? That would honor that memory that would help that per- that would help you as a person but to, to move on whereas 
So there's sort of two extremes, really. There's people that want to get rid of everything that, mm-hmm. you know, and you were definitely sort of all that phase at, at that time. And then there's other people who sort of want to hold on to things because they're wanting to crave or remember what they've lost. Yeah, that's the big difference then, I think, in, like, comparing grief. You just can't, because I think when you're in a, a relationship's ended kind of both sides are angry yeah. um, and you're sad that it's ended but there's so many other elements around yeah. um, so wanting to cut ties and get rid yeah. whereas you accumulate if you've actually lost the person I would love to invite you to join the Happily Ever After community we now have a closed Facebook group where we talk about all things post-separation Um, support each other and it's just a great place to ask questions talk about how you're feeling and to move away from the dreaded isolation that divorce and separation can cause within this group is a monthly live Q&A session with me and often um, an expert guest Uh, and they are so much fun we basically all get together and you can ask your specific questions live or you can send them in advance and I'll get them answered Um, and as we move into the winter months I'm also going to be introducing a free forest yoga class with meditation which you can either do live with me or just watch back later So if this sounds like something you would like to join, please head to hannaharvey.uk forward slash community and sign up for the newsletter. I will send you an invite to the Facebook community and also keep you up to date with any news such as the live Q&As and the next yoga. So yeah, I mean, what I I do isn't isn't rocket science. It it isn't really a, a dark art. What uh, what the most the most important skill I have is an ability to listen, um, and and from that sort of work out what people sort of want or need. I genuinely don't care if people get rid of their things or not. I want to put people in a in a space where they have things in their homes or in their lives that they love and that they use and anything else is is really superfluous to that um so I think not having an emotional I mean with you it was slightly different because obviously I did have an emotional connection because I knew what you'd been through and I wanted to help and support you but obviously the majority of my clients aren't my um very good friends that I've known for 10 years so um I don't have an emotional sort of connection or um feeling about what they should or shouldn't keep I genuinely just want them to get to a place where they feel happier yeah I do think what you do is a dark art though (laughs) (laughs) well I think um very plainly I think listening is a dark art I think it's a really really uh, underrated skill yeah I agree and being able to empath what somebody's going through yeah but still be professional and help them do what they're trying to achieve yes um I mean I think empathy empathy is both a sort of blessing and a curse in in that sense I mean the, the uh I used to have a, a big stupid job and um the reason I left that big stupid job is probably because I was slightly too empathetic so I I took on people's problems and made them my own 
and you could argue that I've sort of gone straight into a career that then <laughs> that that sort of um, uh, facilitates that again. So I am very careful about um, working out what's my job and what's my uh, 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 sort of what's my role as a human being, I guess. Yeah, and and being quite careful about those um, those boundaries. But um, like I say, I do think that that sort of listening and empathy you know people go oh you must be organized you must be minimal you must be this you must be I don't I'm not sure I'm any of those things what I am is I'm able to listen and I I I sort of can understand people and read people yeah and you are pretty decent with an organizing situation yeah I mean that obviously helps (laughs) if you're going to be a declutter and organizer (laughs) I keep trying to get Kath to hire me and she's like just no no I was like come on I can come with you I'll understand people and help and you're like you get sick after about an hour don't I I'm like can we have a break now yes you totter off and get a coffee don't you (laughs) yes have a look at your phone have a little chat I'm just gonna put something on Instagram yeah that kind of thing all right well this has been very interesting and I thought it'd be nice to end on your top tips so if somebody say in my position now sorry in my position two years ago because it's exactly two years now since we spent that week in the big house getting it sorted what would your advice be for I guess sorting through some of these the aftermath of a divorce so I think there's something about um there's definitely something about trying to <clears throat> articulate or understand how you are feeling and recognizing that that will change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, yeah, there's something about having a think about, you know, what you're getting rid of in rage and what you're getting rid of because you genuinely don't love it or use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some some really clear things around sort of the num- the number of times I, I go and see someone at whatever stage they're at and they're like, oh, I've, I've made a start. I've bought some storage boxes. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely blimmin hate storage boxes because they help no one and all they do is give you an excuse not to look at stuff and not to deal with stuff because you put stuff where you store it, don't look at it. It just creates clutter. So I think there's there's something around anybody that, you know, people like buying um, stationery where they can write lists or people like, so, you know, the, the big thing is start small, you know, start with a drawer, start with something just to see how you sort of feel around it um, and don't buy stuff to sort of aid that process because you're actually adding to your clutter and not, um, and not getting rid of stuff. But I think that sort of, processing of feelings and understanding that your that your feelings towards your stuff will change and flex and develop over time is probably the most the most important yeah sometimes I guess it's part of the process yeah shed shedding a layer shedding a skin yeah yeah, yeah and, absolutely and especially if you're moving the less stuff you take with you the better yeah and also you were going into a period where you didn't really know where you were going to live full-time did you and and you didn't so you know the more stuff you know, and, and and I also think that um, a lot of, you know, we've worked together a few times um, sort of over the years and each time I feel like we've refined your your sort of stuff and, and, and that's very much on the, based on the person who you are at that point. Yeah. So, you know, when you um, moved into the first house that you moved into after, um, after you'd left your, your ex, it was, 
like creating just a beautiful beautiful home wasn't it and that that was important to you and having beautiful things around you and whatever now I fit furnishings exactly I really wanted them didn't I there was a lot of cushions going on wasn't there (laughs) blankets and fluffy things yeah that earthy element to sort of wrap to wrap you and cushion you whereas now you're sort of emerging aren't you you're you're feeling more confident you've got a direction you know you know you're on good terms with your ex all that kind of stuff so your your home sort of I feel now is like reflecting that and you're shedding the stuff that you bought to sort of give you comfort in the early days and that's what we did the last time I worked with you well thank you so much Kath for coming in that was really interesting because I think some of it we haven't even talked about ourselves um you just kind of get on don't you um but yeah and thank you as well for two years ago and being there for me (laughs) (laughs) I remember times you were coming in and I was like in a puddle in the floor and you'd just be like come on we've got to go sort the library I know but that's the thing isn't it there's times as you well know in the last 10 years that you've been there for me well there you go all good aren't we good aren't we good (laughs) thanks thanks Kath Okay, have a great week and I will see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. I would be forever in your debt if you could leave a review and subscribe as this helps more people find our podcast. And of course, if you have a friend who might enjoy this episode, please do recommend they listen to. For anything else, thoughts on this episode or questions for future episodes, you can get in touch with me either through Instagram at hharveywrites or by my website hannaharvey.com.